Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, February 14th. Oh, it's the ladies' day, 2022. Um, Shout out to all the ladies today. This is your second Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Or whatever else you celebrate. This is this day is for the ladies. Where all the men celebrate our relationship with you. Our relationship together. Yet for some reason the financial burden is all on us. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. You wouldn't believe what my lovely wife just said to me. I had some friends over. We watched the game. We're sitting outside. We're smoking sticks afterwards. And she cleaned up the kitchen, right? And then, you know, as she should. No, she cleans up the kitchen, right? Where they belong. Kidding. Um, And she says to me afterward, she just goes like, she goes, she goes, I did the whole, uh, you know, I cleaned up all the kitchen, but blah, blah, blah. She goes, she goes, tonight was your Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, can you fucking believe that? You fucking did some dishes and you cleaned up and like, that's what you did for me? You know, I mean, gee, they, they, that's what they used to do every fucking day and iron your shirt. Unbelievable. So I guess that was my Valentine's Day. Not to mention the other night, she has a wonderful friends over and they were supposed to watch a movie and they didn't you know women they start fucking talking and they never stop and they're down the kitchen it's echoing upstairs we got the kids sleeping oh my god she would have raised holy hell if i did that i was literally upstairs in bed i'd made a head sandwich with two fucking pillows and i was going can you at least fucking you know go to the back room she doesn't see it, you know, whatever. Do I fucking break her ovaries about that? No. No, I do not. No, I do not. Um, nah, she's fucking awesome, but she's just fucking cracked me up. Oh, is that all you had to do? Wash a couple of fucking spoons and a few dishes? Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for flying out to East Bumfuck every other weekend telling you shit jokes. Did I tell you lately that I love you? Did I wash a saucer and a cup? I put them in the rack. I did not dry them. You came in afterwards and finished the job. Um, <laughs> this is your Valentine's Day. What the fuck? Anyway, let's get on to football. Um, my Valentine's Day, she puts up with me. All right. And, you know, that's the truth. And I'm not saying this because I know she's probably listening to this. Uh, no, it's true. She does put up with me. And I am a lot. I am a lot. You know, it all balances out. I do a lot and then I am a lot and it negates it. You know, it's funny. We, we uh, So we're sitting outside. We're smoking cigars. And, you know, the second you sit down with your buddies to smoke your cigars, what's going to happen? Your wife's going to come out and be like, could you come inside for a second? With that tone that makes everybody's fucking asshole go like, oh, shit, my buddy's in trouble. So I come in and she goes, "Uh, 
Our daughter is coughing. She has dust all over and she's having problems sleeping. She just came down. I look at my daughter. She has dust on the end of her nose. It's all on her sleeve and it's all in her fucking hair. And I'm like, what the? Is there something coming down from the ceiling? I don't know. I go, go check the ceiling. And she gives me the look, which means you go check the ceiling. So I go up there. There's nothing on the ceiling. I'm looking at her stuffed animals. There's no problem. So then I go first 48 on my kid. And I'm like, did you get out of bed? And she's like, no. And I just cocked my head and I gave her the fucking, you know, the rock. Put the eyebrow up and I just give her the look. And she goes, I go, did you go over to the window? You know, because we were sitting in the backyard and she was like, yes. So I walk over to the curtains that came with the house. And I just go on the inside of the curtains and I drag my fingers down and it's the exact same dust. I'm like, there you go. That's what it was, right? So now my wife has to give a shot. By the way, I gave my daughter the bath. Have I told you lately that I did shit too? Did I rub it in your face and say I'm not taking you out to dinner now? Because I gave our kid a bath and I put her to bed. I've done my bullshit for the year. I did not do that. I walked in there like Sherlock and Holmes, figured it out. Figured it out in two fucking seconds. You know, it's solved. Granted, my daughter had to take another bath, but you know, whatever, shit happens. So, whatever, I go back downstairs. So, but anyway, uh, first and foremost, congratulations to your Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl 56. NFL champions for the year uh, 2021 into 2022, whatever you say. Uh, Sean McVay. Sean McVay, no more naysayers. The wonder kid. Oh, you know, we went to a Super Bowl, but he lost, you know. I don't know. I was doubting the guy. I was going, you know, I don't know about this guy. He's a good-looking guy. He's young, and everybody got excited. I don't know. I played Pop Warner football in third grade for a couple weeks before my dad saw the CTE coming and he pulled me out. Very smart move on his behalf. Thank you very much to him. Um, He also probably saw the way I was running, but, you know, the reason why I was running that way is because he bought me an adult-sized cup and I was in fucking third grade, and I swear to God, not only could you not fucking kick me in the balls, I wouldn't feel it. You also couldn't give me a roundhouse to my hips. The fucking thing was so big. I wouldn't have felt anything, but I was also running down the field like I've been riding horses. You know, I want to play wide receiver, and I end up fucking playing the offensive line. Um, this kid's got no wheels. <laughs> fucking, that's what they said. Everybody, I remember the first day of practice, everybody run down to that fence and come back, and I'm fucking waddling. And these fucking kids, I was beating in outdoor recess. I'm like, why the fuck are they running so goddamn fast? This helmet must be heavy. And I kept the cup. Uh, the, the jog strap because I wanted to fucking play and that dream never happened. It just sat in my underwear drawer and then one day I was in high school and I was looking at the thing and I'm like, wait a minute. And I fucking put it on. I'm like, Jesus Christ, he bought me the adult size. <laughs> but because of that fuck up, other avenues opened and now I tell shit jokes and fucking from here to Albuquerque up to fucking uh, Duluth over to fucking Saskatchewan. 
out to Perth. I've been all over. I've been everywhere, man. Telling my fucking shit jokes. So um, anyway, congratulations to Sean McVay living up to the hype. He coached a great game. It was a fucking great game. Uh, I don't want to hear any bullshit about the officiating because that fucking wide receiver on the Bengals, that was one of those slickest fucking face masks you ever. I, I can't get mad at that ref for missing it. He gave him the old, what's that over there, huh? He fucking, it's like he tapped him on the shoulder and he helped his head go around. So they got a touchdown there. So I can't get mad at that ticky tack first hold call that they called at the end of the fucking game. Um, and then those other ones that they called, the Bengals were doing it. I was a Joe Burrow Bengals guy and all of that. Condolences to the Bengals fans. Um, I'll get to you guys in a second. I got to give LA props. You won the fucking title with the goddamn motherfucking Lakers. You won a uh, title with the Dodgers. I've always liked the Dodgers because the Red Sox could never beat the fucking Yankees back in the day. And so I rooted for them in 70, uh, 77, 78, and in 81. And 88, I always rooted for him. I love Tommy Lasorda. And I also love the Dodgers. I always, you know, Dusty Baker, Ron Say, Davey Lopes. I loved all of them. Steve Yeager! Um, Bill Russell. I loved all of those guys. Um, was it also Bill Russell? Bill Russell, the Celtic. But it was also one of them there, a pitcher, Bill, uh, Bill Russell. Fernando Valenzuela. Um... Kirk Gibson, all of them. So you won that, and there's one other one. You you won some. You won a couple of cups. They won the Stanley Cup, a World Series, a Super Bowl, and an NBA title. You know, I know they have two fucking NBA teams, but it's the fucking Clippers. You know, they didn't win in San Diego. They haven't won here either. Um, but anyway, um, home teams of the NFL when they play at home in the Super Bowl are undefeated. Two years in a row. Um, congratulations to Matthew Stafford. All of those years playing for the Detroit Lions, the only guy who went in and got out alive since fucking Bobby Lane um, comes here and wins a fucking NFL title and and made that trade, the Jared Goff trade, it just... They they did it. Their defense played great. Um, they held those front four for a while, and then it just then they just became a fucking problem. And um, congratulations to them. It was a great fucking game. I knew it was going to be a good game. Some people were saying a blowout, the Rams and all of that. It was a really fascinating game where there was like a moment there, other than Odell Beckham's uh, yards, where it was just like uh, it's like is a running back going to have the most fucking receiving yards in this game and I got to tell you how many fucking how many fucking times were they going to get beat on that day the third check down with that fucking running back just standing out there for the screen pass that was the, that was money for them all day long um just an amazing game and condolences to uh Cincinnati Bengal fans uh the, here is the upside your defense played good enough Joe Burrow, I mean, you got the quarterback of the future. You got a golden boy there under center. Um, you got the running back. You got the receiving core. Gee, what will you be drafting next year? What are you moving up in the draft for? Um, that offensive line, man, it just, you know, granted, they were going up against the best, but they also delivered, 
you know, against the Chiefs after um, the embarrassing performance against the Titans. Um, but it was just it was just a fucking great great game, and um, I, there's nothing more to say. And I am a Bengals fan now. I'm always a Patriots fan, but I'm rooting for the Bengals because I love their history, and I was really hoping that the error that Paul Brown, one of the few errors he ever made, make letting Bill Walsh go and bringing the offense that he created out to the 49ers that then became known as the West Coast offense. It was developed in Cincinnati, and I was really hoping that they were finally going to get their uh, their ring. But I think that they have one in the future. They just All they need is an offensive line. They got everything else. They got the coach. They got the owner. Obviously, the great fan base and all that type of shit. Um, and uh, it was just an awesome, awesome, awesome game. And uh, we had a great Super Bowl party, impromptu, because there was a couple guys, buddies of mine, came into town. What happened? They were trying to get tickets and everything. And it was like fucking six grand for nosebleeds. Or you could just stay at home on a flat screen TV, hit pause and all of that shit. Um I missed the halftime show, but I saw a little bit of uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop and it and like LA really did the halftime show right. And I think it's so awesome that all of those legends uh from LA and the amount of shit they got when they first came out, Snoop, NWA, all of those guys, it was so great that they got to go up there and fucking do what they should have been able to do a long time ago. Uh, so that was great, too. It was just a fucking great game uh, all the way around. And um, we ended up having this great Super Bowl party. We had squares going. We had some food. And old Billy, old Billy fucking Shakespeare. I got an acting gig coming up, so... I've been uh, dropping weight. I didn't have any Super Bowl food whatsoever. I have my special uh, fucking freckles meals, and I ate those things. I actually at one point almost gave in, but instead I had an apple and some peanuts. (laughs) My one sin was I had one of those mini root beers afterward when I was uh, smoking a couple of cigars with my buddies and um, it was great. Everybody had a good time. Nia bet some squares. So she was in in on the game and everything. And at the end of the night, uh, everybody was laughing at my kids, just running around their pajamas, chasing each other. And uh, you know, I was really proud of my kids, man. They're just social. They're smiling. They're happy. They, they know that they're loved. And you know, I broke the curse, you know, (laughs) (laughs) of, uh, you know, the shutdown emotion that has trickled down through, uh, you know, through generations, not even, I'm not shitting on my family tree. I'm just saying, you know, how I grew up versus how they're growing up. So it's good. And it made me feel good that I waited as long as I did to become a dad. So I worked out enough of my bullshit that um, seeing my kids running around being happy and not like all freaked out by comp company and shit. My my daughter was a little shy at first, but then she was she was fine. I'll tell you what was cool this week is um I got my daughter out on the skateboard for the first time, had her all padded up and everything, and uh and she just just fucking took right to it. She loved it. She was a little nervous at first. I had to hold her hand and everything and by the end she'd get herself going and then she would let go 
and she would fucking crouch down a little bit like she saw. She's been watching kids skateboard on uh, on YouTube and everything, so she was crouching down doing the whole thing. She had a big ear-to-ear smile, and, um, you know, she was, uh, you know, telling my wife to come out on the porch and watch her, and my son was yelling down at her and stuff, and everybody was clapping when she was skateboarding and stuff. And we came up the driveway. <clears throat> I said to her, I was going, you know, I'm so proud of you. You're doing great. You know, you did great and all that stuff, right? So <clears throat> I, I said to uh, I said to her when she was being shy, um, I said, you know, I showed everybody uh, your, the skateboard because I had to take a video the first time she was going, right? I was like, I showed everybody your video and how great you did. And she said, and she said to me, she goes, did they all watch it and were they proud of me? <laughs> she actually spoke about herself in the third person. It was hilarious. So um, anyway, and I found out they got a bunch of skateboard parks out here. So that's what I'm going to be doing when I'm not working on this uh, this movie is taking her to those things. So anyway, I am uh, I am locked in. Today was the it was the big was the big um, today was the big the big test today was the big test with the uh with the super bowl fucking party and all of that shit where i was just like am i going to be able to lay off oh man what i laid off oh they had this fucking buffalo something dip there were wings they had the mozzarella sticks my favorite takes me back to the east coast even though they don't fucking make them right out here um, what else did we have? Um, what else didn't I eat? Oh, there was chips. There was desserts. There was booze. Oh, there was booze. All my old friends were there. The bourbon, the beers, the brown, the clear. It was all going. Everybody was having a good time. And old fucking, fucking... Johnny Appleseed was sitting there eating a fucking apple and peanuts. What are you going to do? Um, it is what it is. I hate it at night, but I like it in the morning when you wake up. You know, you wake up and your stomach's a little flatter. You start looking in the mirror. I still got it, right? Yeah. If I wanted to, I could make the taxi squad or one of these fucking teams. Speaking of taxi squads, how the fuck? My one criticism of the Bengals, how the fuck? Do you take a penalty? You're not even in the game. You're not even wearing a uniform. I missed that because I was giving my daughter a bath and shit. I missed the very, the very end of the half. I guess this guy ran out on the field to celebrate an interception. Jesus fucking Christ. If that guy was still on the sidelines for the rest of the game, I don't know. I don't know what I have to say about my, my new adopted franchise, the Cincinnati Bengals. It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for obvious reasons with Tom Brady and Gronkowski and all of them. But now that uh, the great Tom Brady has retired, um, you know, I got to go. I got to go with the Bengals. I'm going to be I'm rooting for the Pats and I'm rooting for the Bengals. And I'm hoping, uh, you know, Mac Jones keeps improving and all of that type of stuff. And then we have great showdowns with them, you know that the Joe Burrow-Mac Jones thing becomes what the great Peyton Manning-Tom Brady battles were. Um, either way, if just as a football fan, it's great to see, you know, 
another what looks like great quarterback coming along. Um, you know, it's great for the game. It's great for the game. You got to have the great field generals. The Patrick Mahomes, all of them to step in when the Drew Breeses retire. Speaking of retiring, as a Bruins fan, I got to give a shout out to the great Tuke. Tuka Rask. Calling it quits at 34. Um, not fucking over the Bruins, realizing he couldn't compete at a level that he wanted to compete at. And uh, like a gentleman, class act that he was the whole time he was with the Bruins. Helped us win a Stanley Cup in 2011, breaking a 40-year drought. Um, just the way the guy conducted himself and all those deep playoff runs that we had. Never would have had it without that guy. That guy stood on his head so many times for us. Uh, another Bruin great. Retiring, my God. So the only two guys left are Marshawn and uh, Patrice Bergeron. Uh, by the way, did you guys see Marshawn? How fucking hilarious is that guy? I swear to God, that guy could have been a stand-up comedian. He would have been a great one. Just his instincts and how much he loves pissing off a crowd and just annoying people. He'd be fucking amazing. We playing the Penguins. We lost, but at one point, the Penguins goalie, he had a puck on his, on his, his big dumb goalie stick, and I guess he was going to take it off and flick it into the crowd. I retweeted it. It's on my, uh, my, uh, my Twitter feed, Steve Byrne, big Penguins fan, great comedian, sent it to me. And uh, the guy, the goalie, I guess he saw a Penguins fan. He was going to flip it into the crowd. <laughs> and Marshawn skated by. Just slapped the puck down and fucking took it away from him. And then threw the puck. He's fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. And somebody on Twitter wrote to me, said, I would rather watch five hours of pregame Super Bowl chatter than watch Brad Marchand play hockey. And I just was fucking laughing. I'm like, that's how good he is at his job. He's so good at his job. He even gets under the skin of people who aren't even playing in the fucking game. I mean, it's a fucking genius. Fucking genius what that guy does. Um, And then plus, whenever he does his fucking bullshit, I love when Penguin fans get all upset, uh, you know, saying he's dirty and blah, blah, blah. And I always have, I can always end that argument. I just go, he's dirty. You have Ulf Samuelson in your ring of honor. You can say a lot of things about Ulf Samuelson. Honor should never be anywhere near that guy's fucking name. And you have him there. You had Matt Cook on your team. Just career enders. What the fuck is Marshawn doing? Huh? Getting under your skin, licking faces and slapping pucks down. I don't want to fucking hear it. Goes low every once in a while. I mean, what's he supposed to do? He is low. (laughs) Is he supposed to hit you high? Um, I'm a little biased. I fucking love that guy. Uh, So anyway, shout out to him. This is old Billy Goodmood. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a great fucking mood. Dropping goddamn fucking all the sins I committed in my uh, during my quarantine. I had this period I was going through, man, where I would just it was the best, but it was stupid. I was fucking, you know, me and my wife, these ice cream sandwiches that we loved. 
it, bad enough it was an ice cream sandwich. It was ice cream and with like two chocolate chip cookies for the sandwich. And that just became like our go-to, you know? Like I wouldn't go to the grocery store and just buy two. I would stock up like I do with cigars. So I'd have some, right? And we just, every night, we'd be like, we're not having an ice cream sandwich. And then it'd be like, you want an ice cream sandwich? And she'd look at me with her cute face and be like, yes. And uh, that's what I was doing. At my age, you can't do that. And, uh, you know, the great thing, the funny thing about putting on weight is you just don't notice. You know, it's like you don't notice yourself aging because you look at yourself in the mirror every day. So you just don't notice it until somebody sends a picture from three, four years ago. You're like, fuck, what happened? The fuck happened? That's the same thing with weight. You don't think anything's happening. You're like, I'm fine. Look at me. I'm all right. You know, you do that thing where you sort of push down your shirt. Yeah, I'm all right. Look at me. I'm okay. (laughs) It's coming down. It's not that bad, right? And your wife loves you. She's like, no, you look good. You look good. And then one day, you have some sort of event where you got to fucking wear a suit. You pull out those that pair of slacks you always put on. Doesn't matter if somebody's getting christened or somebody fucking died or uh, you got a court appearance. You pull out your slacks from the back of the closet. And they got that, that little fastener thing. Whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. You know, of course, it's made out of the weakest metal ever. So if you can even get it shut, it fails on you. I put on my fucking gray pants. And like, I couldn't even get him to touch. And I was like, you got, what the fuck did I do? And I got on the scale and I was a buck 90. I'm supposed to be about 172, 168, 172 is my wheelhouse, right? Um, when I'm doing my little soliloquies here and the fucking uh, acting shit, right? And I went to go put those fucking things on. And I swear to God, I, th- I was like, are these, are these my son's pants? Like, what the fuck happened? So, um, and also I went to a wardrobe fitting too. And I'm putting my fucking pants on. I'm like, these are 34s? And like the wardrobe person's like making that face like, yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> it's like, I'm still in the 30s, but I don't think I'm on this side of 35. You got fucking 36. You got the one of the worst things that happened for this country. And I think people in general. Okay. Okay. If I was a dictator. You know what I would get rid of? I would get rid of jeans with those elastic sweatpant fucking waist things because you can be 38 and fit into a 34. And you're walking around. I was a 32 in high school. I'm only, that's all right, two inches up. No, you're a fucking 38. I think I got to go back to wearing the original fucking Levi jeans, the ones that cowboys wore around the campfire when we stole this country. Um, I just say that just to get, we didn't steal it. We didn't take the country. What are you talking? We did. We did. We acted like we were friends. Okay. The Indians believed us. They taught us how to live outside and that was it. All right. Going back, they should have let us die. Um, how do you live out here? I don't know. You know, you just gotta, well, you figure it out. That's what they should. Hey, one of my favorite expressions. 
And this is so true in world history. No good deed goes unpunished. I don't know how to say that in Native American, but um, I'm guessing that that fucking expression did not exist amongst them because they, what do they teach us how to farm and all of that shit? Bad move. Bad move. That, that, was, that was the human being equivalent of Cincinnati University of winning the toss and giving the ball to Alabama <laughs> with a Heisman Trophy quarterback. It's just looking back, should have taken the ball. Um, I really just oversimplified genocide, didn't I? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But you do not come on this podcast to listen to intellect, do you? You come on this podcast to feel better about yourselves. You know, I thought I was a dumb guy. I don't think I'm that bad. I'm basically mentally um, the same version of like uh, uh, the elastic waistband on a fucking pair of jeans. All right. With that, let's do some live reads here. Live reads for Valentine's Day. Uh, It's for the ladies. It's celebrating our relationship with men's money. There's no feminist on fucking Valentine's Day, is there? Um... I would love to yell that at a feminist rally at the chick with the bullhorn. Hey, hey, sweetheart. Hey, honey, what did you call me? I called you sweetheart, and then I called you honey. This is typical. Can I just say this? And in a, in, you know, this is a fantasy, so she actually shuts up. Like, you're going to shut up a feminist with a fucking bullhorn. But in this fantasy, she shuts up. And I say, hey, sweetheart, not for nothing. Who pays for your Valentine's Day meal every year? And she'd be in the bullhorn like, what? What did you? I, I didn't hear what you said. You heard me. Who pays for your Valentine's Day meal? And that's a slippery slope. Because if she answers, who pays the child support? Who goes up on the fucking roof and risks a broken neck every time a ball goes up there? Huh? Well, it's a fantasy. At that point, she goes, you know what? You're absolutely right. Ladies, maybe we need to tone this down a little bit. Um, and actually, honor stake in a blowjob day. Does anybody know the date? Because I don't. All right. Policy genius, everybody. Policy genius. Are you home? Are you sorry? Are your home? Are your home and auto policies almost up for renewal? 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 Uh, let Policy Genius look for a lower rate for you by uh, comparing top insurers from Progressive to Allstate. This is how it works. In case you were like, "Well, how does that work?" Policy Genius is your one-stop shop to find and buy the insurance you need. Click the link in the description. Or head to policygenius.com. If you're dumb like me, genius is spelled G-E-N-I-U-S. Not how Kanye West spells it. Policygenius.com. And answer a few questions. Policy Genius. Oh, that root beer is making me hiccup here. Uh, Policy Genius will show you price estimates for policies that fit your search and help you uh, understand your options. Uh, the Policy Genius team can look for ways to save you more money. And if they find a better rate than what you're paying for now, uh, than what you're paying now, they'll switch it over for free. 
Policy Genius has saved customers an average of $350 per year on home insurance. That's $350 that you could spend on your wife or girlfriend on Valentine's Day and not on yourself. Unless you're buying the steak on steak and your own hand job day when you rub one out afterwards. Uh, number five, the Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance company. You can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you at every step until you're covered. Since 2014, Policy Genius has helped over 30 million people shop for insurance and, play, and placed over $120 billion in coverages. Uh, head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free uh, can you get your free home and auto insurance quotes and see how much you could sh- you could save. All right. Oh, look who it is, everybody. I love doing this read. Look who it is. It's old Zip. Recruiter. I'll tell you, he's using Zip Recruiter right now. That fucking jackass on the Bengals who ran out in the field. He's not going to have that on his fucking resume, is he? Uh, according to the latest research, 90% of employers plan to make uh, in enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. Two, two, two. After all, a happy workplace is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's Zip. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Then it proactively presents these candidates to you. They don't just get the candidates and sit on their their, their damn hands. They get the candidates right to you. Yeah, You know what? Fucking the Bengals, they should use that for their offensive line. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply for your job, which encourages them to apply faster. Find the right employees for your workplace with ZipRecruiter. Try it for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's Zip. Dot com slash Burr. Spell out Burr. B-U-R-R. Zip Recruiter. The smartest way to hire. Oh, we got one more here. It's Indochino. Indochino. This year, let Indochino take care of your 2022 style edit. You can customize everything from, a, from suits and shirts to chinos and bomber jackets at prices more affordable than you might expect. Indochino. Offers completely custom fitted suits. Jeez, I could use one. You got a fat suit for me? Can I, can I buy the one Eddie Murphy wore in the clumps? Uh, fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail, man. Choose everything, everything from your suit including the fabric, the lapel, monogram, and you can have a statement lining. You meet a chick in a bar. What's your deal? What do you like? You just open up your coat. You see that lining, sweetheart? That's what you're signing up for. That's right. That's right. Walk away. You can't handle a man like me. Um, 
Anyway, and casual, okay, Indochino offers, uh, at prices more affordable than you might expect. Indochino offers completely custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every goddamn detail. Uh, I already read this. The best part, Indochino suits start from just 429 and shirts started from seven and nine dollars for all customized. That's all customizations included. Give yourself a style edit that sets the tone for the rest of the year with Indochino. Get a fifth, get fifty bucks off any purchase of three ninety nine or more by using promo code Burr at Indochino.com. That's fifty dollars off a purchase of three ninety nine or more at i n d o c h i n o dot com. Promo code BURR, B-U-R-R. All right. And with that, with that, um, let's, let's, let's do a little bit of advice. Um, all right. Here we go. Cigars. Cigars shit. Cigars shit or get off the pot. Uh, hey, old Billy blowing smoke. You nailed down the alcohol sobriety, so congrats. But hey, you probably have a combined 27 hours of podcast time over the past 10 years talking about quitting cigars. It's like hearing the battered woman explain for years and years how, it's hard, how hard it is to leave. Just do it or shut up about it already. Hey, look, you know, it took me a long time to get where I'm at. I'm working my shit out. Uh, dude, you should have a, your own TV show. It's scared straight meets therapy meets Dr. Phil. Um, Oh, and I have tickets to see you soon on your current tour. So see you then, fucko. I'm out. All right. Well, whatever. You know, it's going to take me a while to quit. I love them. I love them. I love them as much as I picked the Bengals and they got four points. Um, All right. Yeah, I know. I am. I am. I keep saying I'm going to do it, but here's the thing. I got a movie coming up, so I won't, I won't smoke for like fucking six weeks and then I'll have it under control and I'll be fine. Um, I almost have them out of my house. I keep having people over. What am I supposed to do? What the fuck am I supposed to do? I got to be a host, right? Um, these are all weak excuses. You're right. He's nice to me sometimes. After he hits me, he says he's sorry. You're right. You're right. You know, so I gotta be, if, if I'm going to be totally honest here. I knew that that right there, I knew that email was coming. Um, I deserve it. I take full responsibility. I sound like the guy with the flip-flops right now, probably talking to the media. Tell me that guy didn't shower quick and get the fuck out of the goddamn arena. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. I needed that. I needed that nice slap in the face, you know? Why not? Hey, join the fucking crowd. You know, evidently I just got my fucking Valentine's Day gift because my wife washed a couple of dishes. Oh, I got to get it back on the podcast again. Oh, I'm going to get oh, I'm going to give her a couple of a couple of a couple of ideas. I'm going to float across the table. Um, Russia and landmass. We're actually going out to dinner on Valentine's Day, which is funny to me. So I'm going to be sitting there the whole time of the dinner. I'm just going to be going like, just, just so I'm clear here. This isn't for me. This isn't for me. My, you know, this dinner is not for me. Okay. Am I allowed to eat? Uh, Russia and landmass. Uh, coming from Russia, everybody. 
Russia and landmass, or maybe just somebody going to tell me about Russia who doesn't live there. Hey, Billy Big Belly. Oh, I love the fat shaman. I love the fat shaman. And now cigar shaman. You got, you're making me a better, more skinnier person, everybody. Um, during your NATO topic, you mentioned the Russian land grab and them not needing any more land. They are huge, but you should check out thetruesize.com because maps have to be transcribed onto flat paper. The size of countries is largely misrepresented. If you're going to fucking sit here and tell me that going from Asia into another continent is not a big country, if you're going to sit there and argue and say a lot of their land isn't used because it's mountainous and freezing fucking cold, uh, I got an answer for that. Global warming. They should just chill out and become really fucking cool. You know, they should, you know pretty soon they're going to be growing weed in fucking Siberia. I think they're going to be all right. Uh, anyway, the site lets you drag the selected countries to compare it to the other countries. For example, Mexico is way larger than it appears when you move it up to the U.S. location on the globe. In any case, check out and you'll see Russia is actually about the size of the USA when you include Alaska. Okay. I knew I shouldn't be afraid of these guys. Thanks for everything you do. Can't wait to see you in Washington this. Well, so then what are you saying then? What is your point? So the U.S. still be doing land grabs then? Because we're only as big as Russia, who is as big as us. We both need to stop doing this shit. Um, thanks for everything you do. Can't wait to see you in Walla 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 Washington in this May. It's not Walla Washington. Walla Walla. Um, surprising my best friend, surprising my best friend with tickets for his birthday. So don't get the Rona. Uh, well, I got the shots, man. When I had it, I didn't even know I had it. Um, bank robbery story. I absolutely love this. That people, you know, something, by the way, the person talking about the maps, I've seen that shit before. Like people are trying to show how big, um, Africa is, and they put all these countries in there. I don't believe they put the United States in there. We we barely took up the top of the map, and uh, I don't remember Russia being in there. They put China in there. Um, whatever. What, what do you guys want? What do you fucking hit me with geography shit for? Just because I've been to a bunch of places didn't mean I learned anything. Um, bank robbery story. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, Billy Radish Taint. God damn it. Do you guys ever run out of ginger jokes? I mean, this is fucking amazing. I've been doing this podcast since 2007. You motherfuckers, every time I think we're out of vegetables, we're out of fucking all these different things you can call me. My God. Carrots, radishes. I mean, it just, it just never stops. We're not even up to the top of the fridge. We're still in the crisper. Um... You know, it's funny. I have a bright orange fucking refrigerator in my office, too. I keep it real. Um, bank robbery story. Hey, Billy Radish Taint. I got a bank robbery store story for your chalky powdered donut ass. This guy's just killing me with the food references here. Uh, I used to manage the teller line. Who would have thought that this was going to take off? This is fucking great. I want to hear from tellers and all the dumb ways people tried to rob your fucking bank. Banks. Um, you'd think that this would trend more. You know what I mean? Somebody came in to rob a bank and it didn't fucking work. Um, 
wait a minute, did all the bank robbers just kind of go into like identity theft? They kind of do it on like the internet, on the uh, internet now, right? Anyway, I used to manage the teller line at one of the branches of a national bank, uh, the one with the lawsuit. Which one? Um, one day this guy with sunglasses and a ba- and basketball hat comes into the lobby and asks to see the manager like some shitty heist movie. The manager brings him into his office. 15 minutes later, the manager escorts the guy to a female teller and said, this man needs $25,000. The teller goes, yes, sir. Do you have a debit card? The manager interrupts and says, no, just give it to him. The teller nods and starts counting the money, shaking. The guy begins to laugh at her. Tears start streaming down her face. I'm assuming it was the bank robber. Tears start streaming down her face. I immediately go back to the back and start hitting the silent alarms and telling the tellers at the drive-up that we're being robbed. I go back to the front to tell the tellers what's happening when the phone rings. Before I can get it, another teller, who is known as the dumb fuck of the branch, Picks it up. Hello? What? We're not being robbed. No, everything's okay. (laughs) Imagine the person was talking real loud, too. Oh, no. The security department checking on us. It's the security department checking on us. I'm behind him saying, hang up the phone, hang up the phone. He turns to me and goes, no, this guy says we're being robbed. The guy robbing us is 10 feet from us. I finally get the dumb fuck to give me the phone, and I answer in the back and explain, the robber leaves with the money. The manager says the guy had a gun. He said he's going to shoot everyone in here if we didn't give him the money. I asked the female teller if she put the tracker in with the cash. She said she did. Oh, God. The cops come and ask us questions and leave. We're all waiting around for hours. The cop comes back. The cops come back with a bag of cash and two receipts saying they found the robber at a jack in the box down the street. Oh God. So who was dumber? One receipt was for a was for was for cab fare, and the other was for a jumbo jack with extra large fries and a Coke. The rest of the money was in the bag. Thank well, I gotta tell you, if you're gonna go to jail, I mean that's one of the best ways to get caught as far as like, you just had a nice fucking jumbo Jack and extra large and a Coke. That sounds, that's almost at this point being on a diet worth doing a little time for. Uh, thanks for all the years of laughs and good times. It means a lot. Truly go fuck yourself. Another bank robbery story. Tellers, please. I got three of them. Two more coming here, please. For the love of comedy, keep fucking, writing these in. Did you guys ever see the one where the fucking idiot was standing in line to rob the bank? He walks in and he takes out like whipped cream or shaving cream and sprays it all over his face and then stands in line. I believe it was on America's Dumbest Criminals, I believe. And he's standing there and it's they immediately hit the alarms. It's melting off of his face. And when he walks up to the teller, the fucking cops show up. What a fucking idiot. Sir, can you clean that off your face for your mugshot, please? All right, bank robbery story. Dear Mr. Burr, finally, a little respect on this podcast. Love the podcast, this person says. So, 
Back in the late 90s, I was living in Tampa for college and worked at a bank near Bush Gardens. What a great place to go to college, Tampa. Huh? Fucking all the hot chicks walking around, all the titty bars. I mean, you're not studying. Um, college is just to delay the rest of your miserable life. So go have a good fucking time. Unless you're going after a dream. Other than that, if you just picked a fucking major, go to, go to college in Tampa. At least you'll have those memories. Um, Jesus, that was negative. Sorry. Uh, so back in the uh, late 90s, I was living in Tampa for college and worked at a bank near Bush Gardens. Which, you know, in Tampa, that might be the name of a fucking strip club. I don't like the landing strip. Come on down to Bush Gardens. Wall the wall pubes. Um, so after opening one morning, a guy came in with his T-shirt pulled over his head. Think Beefus doing Cornholio. There's a great reference. I am Cornholio. I need tiki for my bunghole. Um, he walked up to the teller next to me and yelled, give me hundreds and fifties. She just froze and said, what? He had a tire iron in one hand. He came in to rob the bank like he was going to clean up the neighborhood. He had a tire iron in one hand and kept using the other to hold open the neck hole to see out of it. It kept closing up because he was shaking so bad. Oh, this poor bastard. I said, I think he wants your larger bills, but this dumbass doesn't see this bulletproof glass. I started laughing. Oh, my God. You just took, but you took a gamble that he didn't have anything else. The guy took the iron and hit the glass and didn't even scratch it. He ran outside with nothing, still attempting to hold the neck hole of his shirt open. My manager was pissed, but I said he wasn't my, in my teller window, so technically I didn't not cooperate with, his, with the demands. Dude, you got a fucking law degree in your future, man. You should become a lawyer. Um, anyway... A detective came in with two FBI agents and they were watching the video. They called me in when they saw me laughing on the video and asked what was said. They laughed when I told them. (laughs) I got to get some FBI agents. Any FBI agent, you want to come in, just say you work for a certain service and I want to hear all your dumb fucking uh, criminal stories. Um, I got transferred to a different branch a month later. And that one didn't have glass in the lobby. I'm sure a a fuck you planned by the manager. Absolutely. They wanted you to get your mind right. Oh, this guy thinks he's all bulletproof behind the glass. We're going to send him to a fucking, our first bank from 1860 that we never fucking did a remodel on. Anyway, P.S. Now I'm a detective. I was going to say, I knew you had something beyond this job in your future. I think of that day every time I go to a bank robbery. Come back to South Florida soon. Wow. Wow, you got balls, man. You got balls. I mean, yeah, just fucking give them the money. You put the fucking tracker in there and then, you know, go eat your brown bag lunch and be happy nothing happened to you. But thank God you didn't or else, you know, I'd have nothing to talk about during this part of the podcast. Jesus Christ, the dumb fuck doesn't know. What did you say to him? I think he wants your larger bills, but this dumbass doesn't see the bulletproof glass. 
Well, I guess once you have a fucking T-shirt over your goddamn head, that's probably a good good indication he doesn't have a gun. All right, funny, quote, robbery story. Uh, yeah, this, this goes straight across. If you own a store, if somebody tried to mug you or whatever, I want to hear these ones. Um, all right, funny robbery story. Hey, hey, Billy, bear back in it, burr. So I used to work in a pizza place. I really wish you said parlor for my accent. A pizza parlor. Uh, that was very busy. That was a very busy spot after the bar let out because uh, we had huge slices and we're open until 4 a.m. Well, absolutely. Every town has the big slice of pizza back on the East Coast. You got to have it. Um, we used to have this great place in Boston. One of the, and it was a great slice of pizza, too. It was basically a, a double-wide slice of pizza. It was this bar called Dominic's. It was right across from the legendary Nick's Comedy Stop, where I started 30 years ago on March 2nd. And uh, one of the big thrills in my life was when I got invited over there to hang out. And I got to hang out with the late, great uh, Kevin Knox, Frank Santarelli, Don Gavin. They were all there, all the fucking legends. And they'd be over there having a couple of pops. And all you had to do as, as a new comic was shut the fuck up, buy a round, and you get to hear some of the greatest stand-up comedy sto- stories ever. And right next to the, to the bar was a window. It was a pizza place that was part of it. And at the end of the night, after you had a bunch of fucking drinks, and you needed to air quote sober up, that was back when we thought if you had a double slice of pizza, you could actually drive a car 60, 70 miles an hour down the fucking Southeast Expressway through the Central Artery. And you'd go over there, and it was just the fucking best. And it was just a bunch of drunk people, drunk guys, drunk chicks, standing out there folding these slices and shoving it down our fucking pie holes. Oh, that was one of the saddest days ever. Now there's a W Hotel there. A soulless W Hotel. Oh, it's so awful. It's just so awful what corporations do to the vibes of towns. They just kill the fucking vibes. Um, and then because there's no vibe in their hotels, they then have to create a vibe with, uh, with aquarium lighting or whatever the fuck it is they do over there. All right, funny robbery story. Um, and yeah, the pizza place. It was a very busy spot after the bar let out because we had huge slices and were open until 4 a.m. Now, while I worked there, tons of employees came and went, mainly because it was really long hours... Uh, regular hours involved working 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. 4 to 4. Wow. So one night while working, a dude came in with a bandana on his face and he yells at me, give me all the money, while his hands is in his pockets that look like he had a gun. Without even thinking, I say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> And then he starts laughing, takes the bandana off and asks, how'd you know it was me? Apparently, he used to work there, but I had no clue who he was. He took me, it took me a second to even recognize him after telling me this. So if this had been a real robber, I would have either just thwarted him by standing firm or I would have got my ass beat or killed. People, there is no fucking reason to ever get killed in a robbery on purpose. Okay. 
Don't listen to these stories and be like, I want to have a funny story so I can write into a podcast. Please do not do any of this shit. Um, especially if you're working 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. slinging fucking pizzas and hash to a bunch of drunks. Anyways, just thought it was funny. Thought it was funny. It's fucking legendary. Just thought it was funny that I was so pissed that someone tried to rob us that I had no regard for my own safety. Please tell me they at least gave you employee of the fucking month. Give me all the fucking money. Go fuck yourself. I don't even feel like I can. You know what? In honor of you, I'm not going to say go fuck yourself because you already did it to end this podcast. Uh, That is amazing. So please keep your, uh, if I was a dictator, things coming in. Tell me your robbery stories because these are amazing. All right. That's the podcast, everybody. Uh, Once again, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, all of those guys. Oh, my God. So I I, have got half the drama of the game. Odell Beckham getting hurt, was having the game of his life. Uh, So great to see him get a ring. Um, 99, I forget his fucking name. I shouldn't, but I'm, you know, I got two kids under the five and under, man. I, I, I don't know anybody's names anymore. He wreaked havoc and, uh, he got himself a ring. Very happy for them. Cooper cup, all of those guys. Um, and like I said, the Bengals are going to be a problem in the future. They just got to get an offensive line. Um, I mean, if they have an offensive line, they're Super Bowl champions right now, man. It's just, uh, so they had, they had that fucking close and i know as much as bengal fans were excited to get joe burrow in the draft there's no fucking way especially after that knee injury you thought you were going to make it all the way to the super bowl in just his second year and not only that he beat the kansas city chiefs that fucking juggernaut offense uh he went toe-to-toe with them and their defense stopped them um in the afc championship game so nothing to hang your heads about uh but we've all been there as fans, having your team lose the big one, it sucks. But uh, nothing but bright stuff in the future. I'm not even going out on a limb. Everybody knows that. Um, that is it. Uh, that is the podcast. You know what I usually say, but in honor of that guy making pizzas for 12 hours, helping all those people, air quotes, sober up. Uh, you guys have a wonderful couple of days, and I'll check in on you on Thursday.